Hello and welcome to the Wedding Chit Chat Podcast. I'm Naomi, a wedding photographer. And I'm Natalie, a wedding planner. If you're planning your wedding and feeling overwhelmed, then grab a drink and listen up. We'll be sharing all you need to know to give you the confidence to seamlessly plan your own wedding. All right. How are you going, Nat? Not too bad. I'm excited about this um, topic we're talking about. It's one of my favorite things. Yeah. Because it's one of the first things to discuss when you're wedding planning. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's it. And it's so cool because like you're all over this because you do this with your couples all the time. Hey. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of couples, when they first come to me, they're like, where do we start? Mm. And this is like something that a lot of couples I feel struggle with because once they're engaged and they're ready to like plan their wedding, they don't know where to start. Yeah, totally. So they start Googling. Yeah, and there's just do. so much. It's so overwhelming. Like, yeah, so many there is a lot parts to do. And yeah. how they all hinge on each other and rely yeah. on each other. And it's actually... hard to know what literally is the first step mm. to take. Um, cause you only plan a wedding once. Yeah. So they're like, well, what do we do? Yeah. Hopefully majority <laughs> Unless... people, I don't even know majority. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Alrighty. So we've got yeah. five. So yeah, we're discussing the first five things mm. to do when you start wedding planning. Yeah. And yeah. this is in chronological order. Yes. Yeah. So keep track, um, to our listeners keep track of these things and do it in this order because it will help you mm. um because if you mess up the order you sort of kick yourself and you're yeah. like oh I should have done this before yeah. I did this so yeah it's definitely in this order um so the first thing that I would recommend to my couples um well firstly if they're coming to me then they're booking me um but what i do recommend um our listeners do firstly if they wanted to hire a wedding planner if they knew that they needed the help they don't have the time to plan Mm. their wedding then look for a wedding planner to hire first Mm. because if you start to actually plan your wedding yourself um and then think oh yeah i'll hire a wedding planner like down the track it's you're gonna save yourself a lot of stress if you did hire them before yeah and like if when people come to hire me, they're getting me for the duration of their wedding planning um, journey. Yeah. So, so on yeah, that, like what's, I guess, the cost, not how much is a wedding planner, but how yeah. is it calculated? Like do you yeah, pay per so month or no, is it a project So it's based? like a um, – so it doesn't matter if couples come to me six months before their wedding, 12 months before their wedding. So it's based on – the time it takes to plan a wedding. Mm. So if if someone comes to me three months before their wedding date um, and then hires me, I do the am- same amount of work. Totally. And it takes the same amount of um, organization to pull it all together as if someone was hiring me 12 months before. Yeah. So if you know you want a wedding planner, book them when you're planning, totally. like when you're first starting because they're so valuable yeah. even at the beginning and they're not going to charge you like more because you hired them earlier early on so what's the point of like it saves you so much time and Mm. stress like that's so so yeah so that's if you want to hire a wedding planner I recommend doing that first yeah um a lot of couples if they don't want a wedding planner and they're looking for what the first step is it's to create a timeline for themselves from the moment they're starting their wedding planning to when they want to sort of get married the season the because they wouldn't have a wedding date to start with. So it's creating that checklist for themselves of what they need to do so that they can work out when is a good time to get married 
working like through their work schedules and things of like when is it realistic for them to plan their wedding and to have it done by yeah and there are so many like online templates yeah kind of um, things that can guide you through that Nat, you actually have one yes i do i've actually created um a timeline and checklist for couples who don't have the budget for a wedding planner um, but still want to be really organized because once they do set a date, that's it. Like there's Definitely. no going back and you actually have to get the work done yeah. in that time. Oh, that's scary. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. that's exciting. That's right. Yeah, so um, we'll definitely so yeah, link so that. The, yeah, we'll link in my checklist. Yeah. Um, and I also am offering um, a checklist that – so you book it online and I customize it for your wedding. Mm. So I put in there the dates that you need to have things by. That's brilliant. Like done by. So it's actually customized to wedding dates. Yeah. Yeah. So people so will good. know when they actually need to have things done by yeah. for their wedding. And I guess that yeah. kind of leads us into number two, like yeah. the second thing to do, which is yes. <laughs> to work out your three non-negotiables. Yeah, that's right. That. So picking, like choosing what's important to you as a couple, um, I feel like that really needs to be a discussion between mm. um, the couple to really agree on what's important to them for their wedding. For sure. Like if the groom says um, catering, like the food's really important um, and the bride's like, no, I just want so much flowers. I want the whole (laughs) like reception covered in flowers. Like you really need to set those expectations of what you want out of your wedding, what's Mm. really important to you. Um, I feel like that needs to be done like second. That needs to be really clear to each other. Totally. And one thing that can help you have that vision is to actually sit down together and separately even um, and plan yeah. out, like envision your day from start to yeah, end, definitely. not even thinking about budget yet yeah. before you even think about, you know, the logistics of things. Yeah. What does your dream wedding day entail? Yeah. How do you want definitely. to feel? How do you want your guests to feel? Who do you want to be there? So you can create like a mood board yeah. um, to like do a that. Vision a board vision of board of like how you see your wedding like the outcome what are you trying to achieve exactly and you can even like write it down if that's your thing like yeah it's like setting a goal in life but you're setting goals for your wedding yeah yeah wedding goals hashtag wedding goals (laughs) that's what you're trying to create (laughs) when you first start (laughs) wedding. (laughs) that's so good yeah because then that will just like help you in future with planning yeah when you are like bombarded with so many options so and many trying options to and figure decisions out, to make yeah, yeah just going back to that original dream yeah. that you had it's like what did we originally want to like have for our exactly wedding? what was important to us and because they can couples on. do get caught up in the planning totally. process and there are so many options out there but you can always go back to your vision board and be like, does this align with it? That's it. So yeah, it's really important to have like a clear vision um, when you first start. So yeah, that would be our number two. Mm -hmm. Um, So number three is (laughs) spicy. (laughs) Yeah. This is a topic I love discussing. um, Budgets. Mm. Working out a realistic budget. Yeah. We do have a podcast coming up that we do discuss budgets in depth mm-hmm. and like how to create a budget, what's realistic in this um, day and age, yeah. um, and like the average budget spend and what you should be spending on. But just quickly, like on the number three to work out a realistic budget, what I usually recommend our couples do is 
first find out who's contributing Mm. because you don't know if your parents want to contribute, if like a grandparent wants to contribute and you do need to know up front so that you do know how much you have to spend um, because you don't want to go into wedding planning and have unrealistic expectations and then not be able to afford what you want yeah um so it's really important to know who's contributing is it just you and your partner is it someone else um and yeah so another big thing couples forget is even if a grandparent or parent is contributing when are they contributing yeah that's huge because like i guess when you're going into it you need to know how much you have to work with up front especially you're going to pay deposits so many deposits Like, like is and the they're money, big. <laughs> yeah, like is someone who is contributing paying as you need it, mm. as you go during your wedding planning, or are they just giving you a gift at yeah. your wedding? So do you like need to fork end. out the money in the planning process and then get the gift at yeah. the end? So yeah, it's really important to have those like it is like it is a topic that um, either parents will come forth and say that like we're going to help out here. We're going to help out. Or you may need to actually bring it up. Yeah. Um, I do feel like it is a topic that is like a bit sensitive um, <laughs> to like bring up. Mm. So some people will know like 100% if their parents are able to contribute or not. I don't recommend taking out a loan for yeah. weddings. That is another thing that couples think, I oh, will just take out a loan. You do not want to be paying off a loan for your wedding after your wedding yeah. has finished. Because at the end of the day, the wedding... Your marriage isn't about the wedding. The wedding is about your marriage. And yeah. you don't want to it's go a celebration. into the marriage yeah. carrying that debt. Yeah. It's a lot of people th- say like, it's not just a big party. And I get that, mm. but the money is going towards a party. Totally. So if you just wanted to have the ceremony and that's the marriage part, that's the wedding part, but the celebration is where the cost is going. Yeah. So do you want to have a loan for a party mm. that you put on or do you want it to be an intimate celebration so yeah you just have to work out what's important to you a realistic budget that's true um, and yeah. I guess yeah everyone is different I suppose mm. like I do know some people that did decide to you know what we're going to go completely all out yeah for our wedding and they had that big you know million dollar party essentially yeah. but then yeah. they did have to compromise on like where they ended up living and the size of the house yeah. and things like that yeah but you know what they were quite happy to have yeah. that and wedding. if they're so, happy to do it and they know up front that that's what they're doing exactly. that's great but if they go into it thinking this is our budget and then blow the budget mm. out and then have to get a loan it's it's really sad yeah yeah to be sure. left with a loan after yeah so something to keep in mind be really realistic mm. don't don't think, oh, but I can cut the cost down of this or I'll DIY this. It's just put the maximum that you think mm. that you can afford. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I recommend. Um, so fourth, fourth thing um, is to write your guest list. Oh, this is another interesting mm. one because it it's funny at the very start when I got into this, I used to always like tell my couples, especially because I was working uh, within intimate weddings and elopements, you yeah. know, call your guest list, like be yeah. brutal and all that kind of thing and then now that I have people close to me that are yeah. in this process and you You're see like I want to be invited yeah. <laughs> <laughs> make sure I'm on no, the list and, and seeing them struggle with wanting to have that you know uh intentional intimate yeah. um 
guest list but also wanting to celebrate with their larger yeah, friends yeah. yeah with like the extended family exactly. and friends exactly yeah I totally understand it and it is some people know when they want to get married they mm-hmm. know no I'm just having immediate family or I'm eloping just me and my partner totally. so some people know 100% other people are influenced by family mm-hmm. and friends yeah so we I do get a lot of couples who are on either side like they know if they're gonna have a big wedding or a small wedding so I don't yeah. think that um it's unclear to start with mm-hmm. like I, I think they know what they the sort of want size, yeah. yeah when they envision their wedding especially they know if they're having an elopement or mm-hmm. if they're having everyone there so yeah so I do feel like that's really clear to start with but actually physically writing down how many people <laughs> they're going to have is yeah. really important because you may think some people start to write their list and they're like oh but if we invite this person we need to invite these 10 exactly. people exactly <laughs> and it's like but that inc- that is so many extra so we need to actually really write it down mm. it, it's not just a figure that you come up with yeah it's actual names on paper I feel like that's, that's really important um and also talking to say like a big thing is if parents are putting in for the wedding they <laughs> yeah. may want a say yeah in who's invited that is such a common problem and like they may want their friends invited and it's like are you going to allow that because if they're paying for some, you need to be clear with them on what in, what um, they're going to have an input in. Totally. And if they're not going to have an input, you need to be upfront with them because they may say, well, then we're not paying for it. Yeah. And the earlier yeah. you have that conversation yeah. with them, the better, yeah. rather than waiting it out or avoiding it. And then they yeah. come up to you and, and they say, oh, we've already told this person yeah, that they're sometimes invited, parents which is quite people, a common thing. Yeah. yeah they just, they're so excited <laughs> it's about really the news. Sweet. It yeah. is sweet. But then it's like, but then the couple have people there that they don't know. Exactly. They have to say hi to and then never see again. They have to and pay for them yeah so it's really important for couples to be um with the parents and grandparents and contributing parties Mm -hmm. they need to be really upfront on their expectations like if we give you this money we expect to invite 10 of our friends or something like that so be really upfront very early on yeah this is why this is in the top five things to Mm. do the first five things to do yeah because it does impact the rest of the wedding planning yeah and i guess one of the things you can do to almost make up for the people that you appreciate but not enough to have at your actual wedding day there are so many other events beforehand that people put on like a bridal shower engagement party things like that so you can still include them in some ways and there are many sentimental ways to you know make people feel seen that you cannot actually invite to your wedding and there's always ways to say that Mm. you're not invited to the wedding like I Personally, I would not say you're invited to the church or the ceremony, but not the reception. Mm. So I would just say it's an intimate affair. Exactly. And we are just having immediate family at, if you were having a micro wedding, that's the way I would put it. I wouldn't say you're welcome to come to the ceremony, but receptions just like, because that's sort of saying, I'm not happy to pay for you. Mm. It's not saying I don't want you to be there or we're just having the closest people it's sort of saying i want you at the free event yeah and, not the, and that to me is like so it's all in the wording essentially yeah, yeah there is a way to say it and there's a way to handle it um but if i feel like covid 
was like an ex- such a good excuse for couples. Right. I had couples <laughs> who didn't want a big wedding and felt pressure from family yeah. to have the big wedding. And when COVID came around, they're like, Thank no, we can't God. wait. We're not going to wait two years to have it. Yeah. We're just going to cut the numbers, <laughs> elope, do something small, all in the name of COVID. So and like they got away with yeah. it. And I just thought... Some couples were so happy yeah. and I was so happy for them because in the end they got what they wanted. That's the best. I'm like, that was, yeah, it was a blessing in disguise for some people. Yeah, and even till now, I think the effects of COVID in, you know, ha- normalizing intimate weddings, Small weddings smaller weddings. Yeah. So people are a lot more understanding yeah, of that Yeah, and less people get offended. Exactly. And I'm like, that was actually pretty good for, yeah. like, couples. That's like, it. Who, it's like, My people can't afford introverts. to, like, buy houses yeah and it's like they don't want to spend so much but you don't want to be pressured by family to have a big event and you're spending like all your savings on definitely yeah so i do think that writing your guest list like up front before you book anything in is really important yeah yeah and i do actually have um i have a flow chart because some people say oh should i invite this person should i not yeah and it's like this flow chart you like literally like answer a question then go yes or no and go down that's brilliant and it actually works out if you should invite that person or not oh my god maybe i'll link that as well because that is like a fun way of like cancelling people yeah. out and being like nah they didn't get, get through out. the flow chart they're out yeah so it's, it's like it really ask questions smart. of like have you seen that person in the last year or mm. different questions to actually work out if you should invite them or not really as important as you may have thought five years ago yeah to be at your wedding yeah that's so yeah good. so that was like okay. something fun that you can add in yeah, for people we'll link that yeah <laughs> that's oh, fun yeah. Alrighty, and what is our last thing the fifth one the fifth thing to do it is to work out your wedding date mm. yeah yeah how, how does one go about that do you just okay. like pick a random no yeah <laughs> Some people just pull out like dates because they're like, I really like the sound of this date or like the 11th of the 11th. <laughs> or so like, true. I get it. I Love get it. Of, yeah. But like your wedding will be a sentimental date mm. regardless of the actual date. Yeah. So it will be an anniversary. It'll be something you'll celebrate every year. It doesn't need to be surrounded by like numbers and like that doesn't, and it doesn't need to be like a birthday or like, Something that's already sentimental in your totally. life. Like it doesn't need to revolve around that because yeah. it will be its own day yeah. that you celebrate every year. Yeah. That's so nice. That's so nice. then I guess logistically, there's a few things that come into play here. How to choose yeah. it. Yeah. How to choose your wedding day. Yeah. Um, so going back to like your three non-negotiables, I always tell my couples, um, if one of your non-negotiables are a specific vendor that you would like at your wedding it's contacting them. Mm. It's making sure they have availability because you don't want to go and select a date, choose a venue, tell people about the date. And then you're going back to your non-negotiables and be like, I really wanted that photographer and And then check their availability and they're they're not not available. Like (laughs) that would absolutely suck if it was one of your non-negotiables to have them there. So I recommend to, if it's on your non-negotiables, check if you've got a specific vendor you want contact them that would be the first thing to selecting a wedding date check their availability yeah. 
Yeah. And then if one of your non-negotiables wasn't a vendor, a specific vendor, then definitely go into looking for a location for your ceremony yeah. and reception. Venues. That would be the first um, venue, would be like the first vendor sort of to look at availability. For sure. Um, and yeah, like it's also things like your season that you want to get married in. I was about in. to like, say so many people, and this comes into um, the timeline of your actual yeah. wedding day as well. Yeah. Like yeah. so many people um, say decide they want a summer wedding but they don't yeah. realize that on the actual day itself it is sweltering yeah you'll be sweating in your suit yeah. things like that a lot um, to consider. and vice versa with uh winter weddings for example sometimes you forget that daylight savings is a thing yeah. and you barely have any light left or at they the want sunset the photos and it's like mm, exactly. you're not going to get it today <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it. yeah yeah it's true <laughs> yeah so thinking of the season, the season. and then i would recommend talking yeah. to especially your photographer or videographer yeah. about that if that's important important to you like say yeah. you do want uh golden hour photos yeah. or you want to make sure Definitely. you have enough time without rushing that um yeah, yeah speaking to your photographer and videographer and to make sure you can get those yeah, photos that you want that's like, it especially if that's one of your non-negotiables a photographer exactly. and you don't want to book them and then have your wedding in winter and they're like actually the lights crap <laughs> that's it. like so <laughs> like we'll make it yeah. work but it's not going to be yeah. what you envision so again right. going back to that vision board that you created or that um journal entry yeah. that you wrote about What's your ideal you. wedding day yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and that's why yeah like we say to work out the vision as one of the like it's the second, second thing, thing to yeah. do because that will set you up to always come back to that and be like but this is what I want to create and yeah so that was the the fifth thing so how to select a wedding date there's so many things that go into that mm. um, and that's another thing we'll discuss on another um, podcast yeah how to actually select your wedding date and what exactly goes into it but yeah number five would be to um, work out the date based on your non-negotiables yeah. and then looking for a location. So yeah. good. So let's do a quick recap of yeah. the five the first things five to things. do to plan your wedding. So yeah. number one, hire a wedding planner if you are going to hire one. If not, write your own checklist or find one that online or download mine that um, <laughs> helps you like keep up to date with your organization. Mm-hmm. And then number two is to work out your top three non-negotiables and create a vision board or write down like a detailed um, vision of how you want your wedding day to go from start to finish. And that's going to help you with making decisions, which vendors you want to have, time of year, all the things. Just going back to that and having that as your guide yeah to your dream I call wedding. it like a like a vision guide mm. like you always refer back to it yeah That's and because it. it's so easy for couples to go off track yeah if they have 12 months to plan their wedding I find that a lot of couples see the latest trends and they're like yeah I want that now and it's like that doesn't align with your vision so maybe true. and it's like do you want it to look cluttered do you want it to you know so your vision board's really important to have and always refer back to totally yeah And the third thing, so budget, we will have a podcast specifically for this, but making sure you know who's contributing, um, when they're contributing and being really realistic and upfront about it and um, people's expectations 
from um, because they're contributing. Totally. And yeah. having a bit of wiggle room when you oh, first yeah. make the budget because yeah. before you start price hunting, you will be surprised how much more expensive everything yes. really and is couples, than what you first think. I feel like if they do hire a wedding planner, the wedding planner will let them know mm. what budget is necessary for what their vision is. Totally. Um, that's one really good thing that when my couples come to me, I ask them if they have a specific budget and we do work out what their budget is needs to be around for their vision. Yeah. Um, and if I can do it cheaper, like I will always try, but I do need to be really honest with my couples. And if I feel like their budget is just not there, I will tell That's them up hard. front. Um, we won't proceed unless like their vision changes or their budget changes yeah. because I don't want to be dishonest and then time goes on and I'm like yeah well that's an extra 10 grand or that's an extra 10 grand it's like well you really need to know that up front yeah yeah for sure yeah so that was number three number four write out your guest list so yeah. being very upfront from the beginning with yeah. your partner as well as with whoever else is contributing yeah uh, about who yeah who you yeah. want to have there on your wedding day um again we'll put a couple of links especially Nat's yes fun my flow little flow chart, chart. yeah <laughs> on how to make that decision and yeah. make it easier for you um yeah. and just yeah how to word the situation with grace when it yes. comes to telling guests there's always a polite way to Definitely. say things um to not offend people mm-hmm. um but in saying that there are some people who will be offended either way even True. if you say it nice and you just have to like sort of take it on the chin and yeah. just and remember it's your yeah. wedding it is your day yeah. and you want it to be memorable because of the people that you love that's right yeah cool and the last and the one. last one select your wedding date and in that goes so many different factors <laughs> yeah. um to consider like the season your non-negotiables contact them first make sure availability. they have availability the season that you do want your wedding have a chat to them then look at other vendors that you like not that you don't prioritize them but they weren't in your non-negotiable yeah. and you're More a little flexible bit flexible with. with yeah so always look at the not so flexible things that you're not willing to compromise on and then the rest totally yeah that sounds good That's we to hope wrap up the first yeah. five things to do when you're we hope planning your wedding helps. yeah hopefully this helps a lot of couples get started on yeah. their wedding planning journey um yeah <laughs> that's it that's it <laughs>